I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hey, we've got exciting news, haven't we? I was going to say, I'd say something that is interesting and exciting. Yes. Um, on the 9th of September, which is horribly close now. Yes, it really is. We're doing is. our first ever live show, aren't we? Live show, yeah. A live Friends with Friends at the London Podcast Festival um, in London at King's Place by King's Cross. Uh, you can buy tickets on the internet. Just Google King's Place or London Podcast Festival or something like that. Or Friends with Friends. Or look at our Twitter. That's probably the easiest way, isn't it? It's on there all the time. At Friends WF. Um, so, yeah, it's the first time we've ever done it live. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, you listen to other podcasts and they're like, first time we've done it live, guys. We have got some surprises lined up, <laughs> some real treats lined up for you. Yeah. Um, we could say that, couldn't we? Should we say that? Well, we could. Like, we do have some surprises, but currently they are also surprises to us. <laughs> uh, exactly. So I'm going to put it out there and say, we've got a great show lined up. And then maybe by the, even by the time you've listened to this episode, we will have lined up a great show. Yeah. Uh, but um, no, it will be fun. Actually, we have got some, some fun and interesting things and people, I think, getting involved in it. So please do come down and make us feel less lonely. Yeah. Uh, so 9th of September, King's Place, London Podcast Festival. We would love to see you there. Should we do today's podcast, though? Yes, let's do that. It's a good idea. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name is Pete Allison. This right here is Dave Cribb. Yo, ho, ho. Um, another new one. That was good. Uh, how are you, Dave? You all right? I'm very well, thank you. It feels weird, doesn't it? Because uh, we had an episode out a couple of weeks ago as normal, but yeah. we haven't recorded one for about two months, would you say? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right, and that is largely because you are off having quite a successful other podcast, um, which I've just about come to terms with. Yeah, sorry, Pete. Sorry, Pete. So I was doing the Love Island podcast, wasn't I? And then, but then, since then, I've been in Edinburgh for a month as well at the Edinburgh Fringe. So I've literally forgotten who you are and what this podcast is and how it works and everything. So uh, I'm just literally got back last night. So. Um, it's nice to be back and it's nice to be doing this again but it did mean that what because we had a little break and then we sort of restarted yeah uh with the last episode but we made no reference to that in the podcast because <laughs> yeah. we actually taken a break at the wrong time yeah and it just is, forgot we had one left over it is appropriate that we point out that there has been a long break which we are aware of but now we hope that we are 
back fairly regularly. And I'm going to use the word fairly because, <laughs> hey, I'm not that confident. We are your favourite every other week-ish, just about as long as we remember to do one podcast. We just like to surprise people and just appear in their podcast feeds from time to time. Oh, remember them? Yeah, that's us. Exactly. Exactly. What a nice surprise. It's not It's not a treat if you get it every week, is it, Pete? <laughs> exactly. But anyway, in the meantime, let's meet today's friend for today's podcast, because that's what it's all about. Uh, today's friend is another fellow podcaster, Pete. He does a very successful podcast called The Blues Kitchen Podcast, and his name is Gareth Rag. Gareth Rag, hello. Hello, how you doing? Good, thanks, very well. Um, I looked at you slightly worriedly when I said the name of your podcast, because I was like, I know it is The Blues Kitchen Podcast, but then... Blues Kitchen Radio, Blues Kitchen Podcast. Blues Kitchen... But what, knew... what, what is that between friends? Yeah. That's absolutely fine. If you type it into iTunes, you'll still find it, won't really? you? Really? You get both. I think you'll get both, yeah, yeah. Um, how, how, you've been doing that for a number of... Years. I think we've been t- getting on 10 years. Like That's... We're 250 epi- over 250 episodes in. Did podcasts in, so even exist 10 years we, ago? We were, when you look back at it, pretty early adopters, I think. Um, <sighs> no one was really listening for about the first however long, but somehow people came across us and yeah Gareth do you have any idea how to put on a live show well we've actually done a couple um, we didn't really plan anything particularly special either we just kind of oh actually I say that we bribe people with beer uh, we did it in okay, a venue we do. did it in a bar in London at, oh and chicken wings as well which uh, which are pretty damn good chicken wings so um, I'll make a note of chicken wings I'll write that on a piece of paper I can see Dave liking that one. I think that's that'll get Dave there at least. It's, it, I would hope that I would turn up anyway. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think strategically, <laughs> kind of crucial. strategically, Pete, let's look at stuff that will entice other people, not just me and you. Yeah. Sure, because yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say let's hope that we're sort of definite attendees. Um, let's talk about your episode, Gareth. Yeah, I feel I've made an error. <laughs> So Pete, that, we think, Pete, there's been an administrative error. Oh, no. So the one that I wanted wasn't available because someone took it a few days ago. I wanted the one with the Ross with the with the leather trousers. You just say a few days ago. We're talking four months ago. Sorry. Now. Yes, that's true. I was on the on the iTunes list. I was kind of feeling <laughs> yeah. like it was a few days ago. Basically, I'm on a one man crusade to try and bring back talking. And uh, <laughs> I, I feel like this would have been a perfect time to start my story. Uh, yeah, you do love a talk. I do don't love talking. And Johnson and Johnson, if you're listening, I'm happy to be the face of your rebrand of talk. Hang on, Take- we don't even have a sponsor yet. <laughs> don't, you, don't you get a sponsor from our podcast? Talk isn't just for kids. It's not just for babies. It's for men too. So, Wait, how often do you talk? Oh, at least once a day. I, I, my bag. If you check that right now, there'll be a, a tub of talc in the front. Hang on, I am checking the bag. L- li- a little tip: um, if you want some travel talc. Make sure you go into the boots. You know the bits that they sell; they're really expensive, for like half the amount that they do at the back, which yet can get through the airport. Yeah. Um, did you Did you see the talc? He's right, Pete. There's a There's a tub of talc in there. <laughs> I I don't think I've used talc for about I'd say about twenty years because I think and when you- I was very young, my dad made me think that talking was a vital part of any daily preparation. He's a big talker, my dad. Um, and yeah, I don't think I've used it since. And do you know why that is? It's because of friends. Because friends taught you <laughs> that if you talc and you and then you get a little bit sweaty, it turns into some kind of paste. Um, <laughs> and, and I can guarantee. I wear a lot of leather trousers as well. So that's why. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm not leather. You don't do leather and talc. That's yeah. the fundamental error. Jeans, denim, talc. You're fine. Don't Great. worry about it. So it's about the right talc combo. It is. Um, <laughs> anyway, we got sidetracked, didn't we? I'd from... say so. <laughs> uh, so which episode uh, did you choose? Uh, so I actually chose a season six episode, um, which, which I put one on here. It's not episode one, is it? It's the one where Ross meets Elizabeth's dad. Season six, episode 21. Now we'll talk uh, about yes. the reasons why you chose it in a minute. But first, let me do the official uh, synopsis of this episode, just in case people haven't watched it recently. 
Uh, but this is always a good point in the episode to pause the podcast, nip on Netflix for 22 minutes, and then come back. So if you want to do that, yeah, go for it. Pause moment now. And you've unpaused. Ah, oh, how was that? Wasn't that, I'd say, not actually a great episode. <laughs> but we'll talk about that in Sorry. a minute. Uh, season 6, episode 21, the one where Ross meets Elizabeth's dad. Ross is nervous when he meets Elizabeth's father, Paul, brackets Bruce Willis, for the first time. Paul shows interest in Rachel. That's the end of the sentence. Doesn't feel like a sentence, Wikipedia. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joey begins working on mac and cheese, but is openly unimpressed with Cheese, his robot sidekick, which is a clumsy, slow-moving machine which speaks in a thin, distorted voice piped through a mic. This angers the operator of the robot who has the power to get Joey fired. Elsewhere, Phoebe writes a book based on Monica and Chandler. Now, yes. quick three bullet point list for you. Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. good. Mac and cheese, I'd say great. Yes. Phoebe's book... Oh, like I've I've got a lot to to say on Phoebe's book at some point. Would you like to? Should we should we build up to Phoebe's book? Uh, let's build up to that. Yes. Okay. Where would you like to start? Uh, let's start with Bruce Willis. Let's start with Bruce Willis. That was pretty much the reason I chose this. And let's let's all be honest. I got the wrong episode, didn't I? <laughs> we all knew there was a really good one, a really funny one. Um, and I just saw the first one with uh, Elizabeth's dad in the title, picked it, watched it, made some notes, and then realised and thought, oh, shit. It was the next one. It was, was too one. late because you were on your way to record the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> were, you hoping for the one, were you hoping for the one when he's, they're, they're in that cabin? In the cabin <laughs> yeah, beach yeah. house one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, I always make uh, a few, scribble a few notes every time I'm watching the episode, you know, quiz questions and all that sort of stuff. The first note I've written on this at the top of my list is, Got a bit sad about 15 minutes in when I realised it wasn't the one where they go to the cabin. <laughs> just in general, I think this is the point of the of the series where the writers just thought, we need a filler episode. Like, yeah. this doesn't move the narrative on at all. It's an excuse for a guest person coming in. That is pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and they're all, they're all just kind of fulfilling their, role, their own little roles a little bit. Right. Just not particularly well, but just enough to be them. It's a curious episode, isn't it? Because it's not just about Ross and Bruce Willis. It's also no. about Rachel and Bruce Willis. It is. Um, and, and, and hang on, credit where credit's due. Bruce Willis is a banging guest star for a sitcom. It's, so this is 2000. So I looked up wh- where he was in the Bruce Willis career at this point. Yeah, so peak Bruce. It was just, peak, this was peak Bruce. So it was Armageddon two years previous and then Sixth Sense. So this like was the height, best of, height Bruce. of Bruce fame. Yeah. But he's got his hair back as well. And let, let's be honest, he is goddamn handsome in this episode. It's, he's a very attractive man, he isn't is, he? He is, isn't he? Like, you just How get... old is he in this episode then? I don't know. So what we're talking, this is 18 years ago. So this was, what, two, the year 2000? 2000, 2000, yeah. Bruce was born in 1955. So he was 45. Yeah, he is. He's at that optimum age for a man, isn't it? Like, we all like to think as men, as you get older, there's a point where you, you just keep getting better. Obviously, after the 45, you, you go downhill, but... I reckon if if any one of us look good at this good at forty five, oh, I'd be th- mate. If I look well, this good at thirty, <laughs> or just ever, yeah, yeah, just ever. So let's just quickly go through what happens. Bruce Willis meets Ross, hates Ross, yes. not into it. Yeah. There is that bit at the start. They first, did you notice this when they first meet? They stand at the back of the coffee shop for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like oh hi, nice to meet you. No, no other social situation, you wouldn't just be like. Have a seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they stand for so long while Bruce Willis basically goes, I don't like you. I don't like you're dating my daughter. Puts him on the sp- on the spot with a test. Yeah. Where he's like, you've got a minute. Ross tells a joke. Ross tells some badly Bad yeah. assessed jokes for the situation. And then they eventually go and sit down. So, but that's pretty much exactly the same. Then they sit in the restaurant yeah. later in the episode and pretty much do exactly the same thing. Yeah. At least Rachel at that point is actually quite funny. She, I think Rachel's the one was with the good lines in this episode. Yes. Right, and the good zingers and the, the misinterpretations. But 
Yeah, that relationship doesn't really develop very much. No, it goes sort of back and forth, doesn't it? Every like couple of minutes between Bruce Willis hating Ross and then going, oh, maybe he's all right. Then Ross says something inappropriate or bad. And then he's like, all right, we hate Ross again. Blah, blah, blah. And just goes round in circles. Um, Also, did you notice how Elizabeth introduces her dad to Ross? She says, no. she says, this is my father, Paul Stevens, and full names, <laughs> her own dad. <laughs> and it's so formal. Yeah, that is weird. He is it? a very formal yeah. man, is Paul Stevens, though, so perhaps he's just doing what... Um, what Interestingly, doing did we know Elizabeth's surname before that moment? Um, I don't no, think she's don't ever think said so. it. It just seems like a really unnecessary name drop, but then they do keep calling him Mr. Stevens, so it does end up going somewhere. So did you also notice that despite Elizabeth being in this quite a lot, she only actually speaks twice in this whole episode. She speaks <laughs> to start to, she speaks at the start to introduce him. All through the restaurant scene, she just sits there pulling faces. And then the only time she actually speaks again is at the end when she sticks up for sticks up for Ross and says, I'll love him anyway, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that, trying to defy her dad. But apart from that, she literally plays the role of some cute young girl just sitting there nodding whilst men sit around and talk about her the whole wow. episode. What's the, um, but when the, you what's think about test, the, be- be- the Bechdel test, it's like you have to have a certain amount of female yeah, characters yeah. or in which there are only men talking about them as yeah, a love have interest have two or something female characters like that. talking about something that's not a man. Yes. And she as a character fails this 100%. Yeah. So I think basically we've all watched this episode and I don't know if you had the same thing, Pete, is where you got through and you were like, I wanted the bit where Bruce Willis dances in front of a mirror. Yeah. yeah. That's what we were all, that's what we were all waiting for. And it doesn't really happen. How many episodes of Friends is Bruce Willis in? At least two then. It, yeah, uh, must be is the next one. The, one uh, the next the one cabin? is when they go to the cabin because when it rolled through on Netflix straight away, that was my that was my oh <laughs> shit point. <laughs> and is it, that's it then, isn't it? Because once he's embarrassed himself in front of the mirror, like that ends between him and Rachel, doesn't it? Correct. Yeah. So two episodes. That's still a pretty good booking. If I was the friends, oh, yeah. booker, I'd be like Bruce Willis. Two episodes, banging. Yeah. I made a note about the pace at which Ross digs himself a huge hole with. Mr. Stevens in the oh, yeah. it's just in the space of about 60 seconds he goes from being quite reasonable and polite to you know casually making potentially dodgy jokes about an Irish guy in a jo- it's, it's just like he it's peak Ross really to to go from being quite well behaved and sensible to just completely unraveling within about a minute yeah but this is an episode I think where you fit, you're on Ross's side which isn't as many we, we've been through this and the, there's a lot of episodes, Gareth, where Ross is mad. Yes. <laughs> like, 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 certifiably <laughs> mad almost. Yeah, yeah. And then there's some where he's just very funny. And this is one, I think, where you really feel for him. And it's like the Bruce Willis character is like the caricature of the worst dad you could ever hope mm. to meet, isn't it? Of like a girlfriend's dad. Yeah. But what you don't do, where these fundamental flaw that Ross made at the start of the episode is you're nervous about meeting your new girlfriend's parents. Yeah. What don't you do? invite all your pals to come oh. and be there when you're doing it. Literally, the last thing I would want is any of my mates yeah. ribbing me and taking the piss out of the whole situation. It's so bizarre, wasn't so, it? So, yeah, that is not a good bit of judgment. And he actively does that as a ploy to try and look better as well. Yes, exactly. There's also a moment when you kind of... And the criticism of Ross is that, you know... Well, he's a bit mad, to be honest. But there's that conversation he has with Rachel after he's walked in on Rachel and Mr. Stevens kissing. And Rachel points out that, hey, it's fine because Ross dated uh, her sister. And Ross says, that was different because this is weird for me. And it's (laughs) that that was a brilliant line. (laughs) It's this great moment of Ross just being like, 
really openly hypocritical. (laughs) That really sums up Ross's character in one line, doesn't it? Yeah. The best part about that scene wasn't that bit, though. It was when Ross opens the door. You need to go back and watch it if it slipped by because it only took about two seconds. Right. When Ross comes in to find Joey in the flat and he's bobbing his head, kind of looking really exaggerated movements, looking around kind of... Like he's on a, a weird stage play, do you know what I mean? It's really? ter- a terrible bit of acting. Go back, <laughs> go back and watch it, and you're like, "What the hell is that?" I love finding those little nuances, and yeah. I won't now go back and watch that for a, a, about six <laughs> no, months. Yeah. And then, as I'm watching it accidentally on Netflix, the next time I see it, I'll be like, "Oh, do you remember Gareth said about that head bobbing thing?" Terrible acting, but yeah. Um, so anyway, Rachel then gets with Paul. Mr. Stevens. I like the way you're calling him Mr. Stevens as well, Pete. Are you? I feel like he commands that him? kind of respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's John, um, he's John McLean. Like, he's just, yeah. <laughs> he, he does. He Mr. Willis slash McLean slash Stevens. Um, and um, yeah, Rachel gets with him. They go on this weird double date. Rachel, like you say, like you said earlier, Gareth, Rachel does this like sitcom scenario reveals of stuff mm. where she'll get up and come back as they're talking about something else and go, oh yeah, I mean, we were married, but, and it's like, no, 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 no. No one would ever lead with that unless they were 100% sure <laughs> that you were discussing that when they left. Um, and then Ross sort of has a little bit of a go at Bruce, doesn't he? And then it all just comes to kind of a little resolution and nothing really, nothing really happens. And, and by the time we get to the next episode, it's still a sort of same vibe, isn't it? Yeah. Bruce Willis not that happy with Ross. That's the thing. The end. It's kind of just an excuse to put him in and, yeah. and with nothing else. No. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, <laughs> can, I, can I pick another one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can I come back? You are too. You can come back when we run out of friends. Well, I- <laughs> what are you doing in two weeks? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the live show. I'm a dab hand. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to mac and cheese. I love the mac and cheese bit. It's just so silly and Joey, and yeah, I like it. It's like it's well, for me. It's a really nice return to like Joey doing terrible acting which <laughs> yeah. is I think one of the best things about friends in general the days of our lives early seasons when he's just doing the dreadful dreadful acting and like it's a proper joy to watch mm. like Matt LeBlanc acting like Joey badly acting yes do you know I mean it's like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where you watch it and go oh Joey's bad at acting but Matt LeBlanc is really good at acting yeah because when you see him on Top Gear and see how dry he is yeah. he's actually really good right at, exactly at, at, good at acting um, so it's back to that and then so he gets this this is another the first thing to say, flag about this storyline just before we get into the meat of it mm. is that bit at the start just before the music where Joey's talking about not being able to use a computer yes so this is yeah the year 2000 so computers are sort of around and jo- Joey sort of implied that he wouldn't even be able to find porn on Chandler's computer unless it literally popped up as he opened the laptop like he's which, which really, it always does yeah which it always does but he's really like it feels odd that he's struggling that much with but technology. But he does use a mobile phone later in the episode. Yeah. So therefore, he does he does know his way around a bit of technology. Yeah, it's very strange, isn't it? Hmm. Anyway, so this is another one of these things where Joey has inexplicably got a great gig. Yes. That, <laughs> how the hell does he has he done this? How does he do it all the time? He's continually landing leads in TV shows. Yeah. I, but I think it's maybe just the skills of his agent who we get a, an amazing cameo from. I love that woman. I did a bit of research on her to see what her real name was. Where oh, is yeah. it? Estelle. Yeah, Estelle. Um, so what is she called? Oh, I didn't actually write her name down. <laughs> I think Great Estelle, Estelle has come up in quite a few of our episodes so far, hasn't she, Dave? Uh, Estelle. She's brilliant. Apparently friends. she was like a Tony Award winning um, actress on Broadway. Oh, really? June that. Gable. That's the one. I had just had Gable. 
Um, yeah, Estelle is an astonishingly good character. And there's a, a great moment later on, we're skipping ahead a little bit, where Joey's about to get fired and she rings him to offer him his own part, basically. Uh, and the face she pulls when she realises what she's done is, is excellent. <laughs> what I don't get about the, uh, the Joey starting in this new job, it seems like he's the lead in this brand new massive TV programme. And he just turns up on set, never met anyone else before, straight into the first day of filming. It's just like, how how does this work? Like, yeah, is that is this how TV works? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't work in TV, <laughs> but are you allowed just to do that? You, you do you, you, co- you do met- your costume fitting yeah. on the morning of the first day, which happens to be on a Saturday or a Sunday if you try and piece together the timeline of this. Oh, really? The timeline falls apart if you think about this episode Why? too much. T- talk me through it. It just seems like you've got at one point when Chandler's in. The, where is Chandler? So he's with... There's there's a reference to Chandler and Monica going to the cinema on, I think, a Sunday evening. Yes. Um, that they were going to meet at six or seven, whatever. We'll come back to that in a bit. But yeah, it's definitely weekend. It's we- it's weekend. So yes, I was trying to think where when it is. But then Joey, does, Joey has his first day, but then seems to be back there in the evening of his first day. Chandler's in his flat with Monica and Phoebe. But then in the next scene, he's back at Joey's place of work. It's like, why the hell... Is is Chandler at Joey's work? They go to each other's work too much, don't well, they? Well, no, they don't normally do any work at all. No. <laughs> and then they just inexplicably turn up at their mate's office in a way that That's no so one true. has ever done before. And Joey had not met anybody else, had he, on that no. TV show? He'd walked into a room where they're literally shooting TV and mm-hmm. gone, Hi, my name's Joey. I mean, I think... I think I'm the lead in this show. Yeah. I like, I like you turn up to like the, uh, a job that you've just got through. It's, like, it's like a temp job. He's, yeah. he's just turned <laughs> yeah. up. With, someone's just fiddling around to get your computer and your password. And he's just like, hey. Um, I know Joey flags it up, but it is a fucking shit robot, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I like how the uh, creator of the robot describes it as absolutely state-of-the-art state as well. Of the <laughs> and when I was watching this, I was thinking, for the year 2000, like, would 2000. this have been state-of-the-art? But then I well, determined that no, because even then it's supposed to look really shit with its full set of teeth and eyeballs. Can you imagine watching a television show that that is the lead character in, <laughs> in the year 2000? It's also some of the language as well around, um, you know, in the, the final part of the episode is mac and cheese, isn't it? And cheese sort mm. of goes wrong. Um, yeah. But some of the scripting from mac and cheese is brilliant. The bit about um, the rabbi's beard... Uh, something about a rabbi's it's, beard yeah. being made of horse hair, and you get an idea of how quite how crappy this uh, this program <laughs> really is. Yeah, that's another. It's, it's the same with like Joey's bad acting. They must have had so much fun writing a terrible script <laughs> yeah. for the terrible TV show. They were doing that rather than writing a part for for Phoebe at any point. Basically, <laughs> I think is what they were or, doing instead of writing dialogue for Elizabeth. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Joey falls out with the dude Wayne. The operator of the robot. Don't quiz me on this as part of the end later. No, I no. I think I he's called remember. Wayne. I think he's called Something Wayne. Something like that, yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, so they fall out because... So Joey, yeah, so not only has Joey landed this part, which is completely inexplicable as to why he's got it, but he then has the arrogance to assume he holds all the power on set. Yeah. So when he falls well, out... Well, he's with the his... star. He's the lead. <laughs> yeah. like, he's Joey Tribbiani. And then, so he falls out with Wayne and he's like, I'm going to get him fired. And then it turns out, no, they're going to fire Joey. And he has to make amends doing the only thing he's good at. Which is chatting up women. Chatting up women. So lucky that that 
hot woman walked past at the exact moment. Did you also notice how I was paying a lot of attention to how people walk today? Did you see her walk as she came across, kind of walking like she's down a catwalk? No. Slinking across again. Go back and watch that. Literally. A ridiculous bit of acting on, on her behalf. So just right across the screen, no yeah. lines, straight across. And I think this is about as unwoke as the episode got, with Joey just literally walking up to a girl and going, how are you doing? Yeah. And then just her just going, all right. Yeah, we all sort just of... walking um, away with him. We all sort of accept how you're doing as a thing, don't yeah. we? Because it's a funny catchphrase, but it's, it's, like, it's not so good. <laughs> It's also the whole right. idea that that being attractive to women is something that can be taught as well. Like I know Joey tries to claim it's just a natural thing he has, but then he does successfully manage to teach this guy to get with women. And it's the whole idea that it's that straightforward, like that it's that really, really basic set of skills and any woman is yours. Not only is he really good at talking to women, he's so good that he becomes irresistible to yeah. women. During working hours, yeah, when he's literally operating the robot on yeah, set, mid scene. <laughs> who do we think this woman was? Yeah, like what? What part was she playing at being on set that day? Right, she's already chatted at the lead actor, and now she's getting on with the the was, robot. Was she the same girl? At I, the end? The same I was just about to ask the same thing. Is it the same I, person? I wasn't sure. I thought it was. I thought that was the idea that he was like, oh, I, I really, I find that girl really attractive. But then he says, oh. Any of them, doesn't he? He makes some reference to just wanting anyone to be attracted oh, to him and interested in him. It's a real good episode for male characters. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Phoebe's book. Okay. <laughs> Phoebe's book. Just... I like I've, how much trepidation uh, that was said with. Well, I'll tell you for why. Because as before, when I the first note I wrote about Bruce Willis was, oh, I'm a bit sad this isn't the Cabin episode. Uh, all I've literally written one sentence under the title Phoebe's Book, and normally I've got four or five bullet points, and I've just written, this is dog shit. <laughs> they, the writers have given up at this point. <laughs> they were like, we, we've got a couple of storylines kicking about over there. They're not our best, but they'll, they'll get yeah. by. What, what's Phoebe going to do? Well, she's just going to sit in the background and be annoying. Well, well she does that every week. So yeah. what's she going to do? She's going to write a book this week as well. <laughs> but she hasn't not just doing it this week. She's written 14 books previously yeah. as well, we find Right, out. exactly. And not only is she writing a book, she's apparently not got any imagination 
past writing a book about literally what she can see with her eyes at the moment she's writing it. So she's just writing about Monica and Chandler, and then every time they do something, she writes it down. When she's the only person that's ever read her own books, I think she's got taking a diary and writing a book confused right right now, maybe. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's just 14 (laughs) diaries she's filled up. The thing is, Phoebe does have, like, outside of the whole book plot, if you can call it that, um, she has some really good lines in this episode because when she meets Mr. Stevens, there's that, um, oh, you can see now where Elizabeth gets her rugged handsomeness from. There's that line. She also makes a joke about... um, Ross being near a school, yeah, but not picking up dates, exactly. And it's like, Phoebe has a presence in this episode outside of this bizarre plot. This bizarre plot is not needed in order to make her funny. Like, she's already good in this episode without it. Yeah, and it's another plot, isn't it, where nothing, like, we start at A and we get back to A. Yeah. We go nowhere, so... She's a slight plot device about those two figuring out what time they should have met at the, at cinema. the cinema. But even that shit, like even that's not needed. <laughs> well, and why didn't they phone each other? I thought, then thought, okay, pre-mobile phone. But then Joey's, Joey's got, got, a mo- got a mobile, mobile phone. phone later in the episode. Yeah. I know. Doesn't make any sense. It, I mean, it doesn't make any sense on so <laughs> many levels. Why wouldn't Phoebe just tell them Yeah, if she's written it down? Because she's... Oh. Yeah. But so, yeah, so they get annoyed at her. And then the whole thing just resolves at the end when Phoebe writes the sentence in a book about them being annoyed at her. That's it. Mm. The end. Yeah. Nothing more happens. Uh, did you also spot the great um, classic Friends product placement with Phoebe eating a particular brand of snack? Popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's that, sort yes. of holding the bag quite close to her <laughs> face, just making sure it's in shot. But, okay, so should we talk about... Chandler and Monica. <laughs> yeah, the thing <laughs> we did. Ab- what did they do in this episode? Well, they- so, well, if you, if you assess their story arc, they meet with Bruce Willis. They make a couple of jokes at the start, don't yeah. they, to, to open it. A couple of Chandler kind of one-liners, and then they go to the cinema. But f- then they fail to go to the, the cinema. cinema. The end. Oh, and then he turns up at Joey's work for no reason. Makes a gag about being bad at getting with women. That's it. I was thinking to myself after I finished this episode that, hey, I didn't think Chandler was a twat in that one, but maybe it's just because he's not really in it. <laughs> Pete's got a real bee in his body. What's your beef with Chandler? Chandler? Like, I, I thought every guy wanted to be Chandler. The, uh, I feel like, hey, maybe, maybe if I was older than I was when I was first watching this, I would have had more in common with Chandler, perhaps, and I would have liked him more. I don't know. I feel like he is... That person, I don't know. The quality of his jokes tends to be quite irritating. Yeah, he's a, he's a know-it-all, isn't he? He's a smart Alec. Yeah, I feel. Like I feel like people don't I'll... tell him to fuck off enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say I really empathise with him as a character, but yeah. Maybe, yeah. This, is, this, is, this, is the, this is the problem I have with Pete's analysis of Chandler is that I feel like out of all the six characters, yeah, he, he is so close to We're me. We're allowed yeah, to disagree. To that's fine. No, no, no. It's, it's not. It's not that you've got an unvalid opinion, Pete. It's that I think I am probably quite like Chandler, and it makes me reassess. My entire life going, oh, oh, I'm that guy. Everyone's like, fuck off, mate. Yeah. Stop being a dick. <laughs> and I imagine that's what's going through your head right yes, now. Exactly, as well. <laughs> yeah. Shame it had to be on a podcast with a load of people listening, really. Dave, I've known you many a year and I don't think I've ever wanted you to fuck off. Finally, you said it, Pete. That's all I wanted you to say 20 seconds ago. Thanks, mate. Should we do the quiz? 
Yes, let's do the quiz. Okay, it's the quiz. It's the lightning round, Gareth. It's the bit of the episode where we sort of just quiz your attention to detail on okay. some of the bits we might not have discussed. I'm so slightly far. nervous now. Are you? Yes. Five questions. Give me a give me a ballpark prediction of how many you'll get. I did make quite good notes, but I don't think it's more thematic notes rather than detailed notes. That's the thing, isn't it? So this is yeah, where should, we just. I, I know the format, so I don't, I don't know why I didn't prepare for this This is better. where we just mop up all the little extra bits. I'll be happy with two. It's, okay. like, it's like the Great British Menu when they go in and say, yeah, score, score me a, I think it's a six, and really in their head they're going, it's a fucking nine. Yeah. <laughs> but, they, but they're just being unduly modest. You want four, so you've <laughs> yeah. said two. All exactly. Right. Question one. What does Elizabeth's dad do as a job? He is a top shot lawyer. He is. I would have just accepted lawyer. Boom. But that is correct. One out of one. You're already halfway to your desired total. Um, Question two. Fake desired total. (laughs) Not your real one. Uh, Question two. Who are the fictional couple that Phoebe bases on Monica and Chandler? I knew you were going to ask that. They use the same initials, but I can't. I thought this was a gimme. Yeah, I thought this was going to come up in the podcast already. Do you know what? On the tube on the way here, I was like, I was actually trying to watch Netflix on my phone on the tube so I could get there, but it wasn't buffering in time. Don't know. Sorry. Nothing. Nothing. Marsha and Chester. Marsha and... And for a bonus point, you're not going to get anything. What's Phoebe's fake name that they respond with? I can remember remember. this one if uh, if that helps. Well, it's not going to be a point, but yeah, you go for it. It's Phyllis, isn't it? It is Phyllis. <laughs> Correct. Okay, that's interesting. You've got one that I... I don't think in all my years of watching this episode, I've ever noticed that Bruce Willis is a lawyer. Mm. But the other one I could like have got... a lawyer in the episode, no, does he? He's he really too handsome doesn't. to be a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. Too rugged. Question three. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't get lost on, this is a <laughs> real tricky one. What date of the month will bring a lover's spat, according to Chandler's horoscope? Well, you're going to get a gift on the 5th and a lover's spat on the 12th, Dave. <laughs> and, uh, okay, carry on. Well, on what date does a secret crush announce itself? Oh, the secret... Oh, oh. Is that for a bonus point? I've already no, got the No, you've point. already got the point. I'm already, already very impressed that you've point. remembered this yeah. much. So, yeah, you've done well. The, it was the opening scene, wasn't it? Ah, I can't remember. 16th? 19th. Ah. That's fine, though. Honestly, you've not... Discri- that, that, you've pulled it right back from the okay. Marsha and Chester. Good. I feel like you've missed an open, a literal have, open like, goal. That was, that and was the obvious question. Pelted ask, a halfway line chip. Hey, it's all about the style. Don't, yeah. Question four. Uh, name the brand of toilet paper Chandler and Monica argue over. Well... They're arguing about why he's freaked out by little girls or little babies on his yeah. toilet roll. Yeah. But it's was there a, a brand very, name on it as it's well? It's a very literal brand name. It's... it's, it's Bog it's, roll. No, it's no, like proper... Like, no, but you, you're uh, in the it right... It doesn't sound very American, does it? That, um, no. Okay. Uh, I feel like someone forgot to make a prop. Okay, and, let's and, go for... Um, let's go for uh, Toilet Leaf. Oh, good. Creative. I don't know where that came from. Pete? The correct answer is very soft. Oh, you wouldn't be calling your toilet roll very soft, soft, would you? That's that's the description of the product. It is a sort of product name that they give in sort of Aldi or Lidl as a cover yes. up for yeah. copying someone else's brand. <laughs> it, it looks exactly like Andrex, but it's just <laughs> yeah. very soft. Yeah. Uh, question five. So you've got two so far. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. This for a, for a for a hat trick. Okay, what? Is the surname of Joey's character Mac? Oh my god, that's not even there. No, no, no I'm not. I'm not. I'm not you have to that. guess. Matt, uh, I'm just thinking Ramore in my head now. That I, 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 I imagine it was uh, Doctor um, Mac Ramore. Uh, Mac, 
Mac Danger. Close. Oh, was it? You got the first syllable right. Mac Machiavelli. Ah, nice. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, two out of five, though. You, okay, that's you, what I was going in for. I'll you ta- pumped I, it. You got I'll ta- it. I'll take that home. Haven't disgraced yourself. You got a really hard one. Yeah. So I think that's... that's, that's All right, that's, that's worth two. That's Well, in a tie-break situation, I'd, I'd be favouring you. Okay. Over someone that got two easy ones. Are you still doing the leaderboard, or did you give up on that? Uh, yes and no. Okay. But... No. Can you, can you can tell I'm competitive? I want to know how I'm, yeah, how yeah. I'm doing. You, well, two, you, you're gl- you should be glad we're not doing the leaderboard. Yeah, because we're two. I don't know why I'm even asking. You're nowhere near the top of it, mate. Uh, Gareth Rag, thank you very much for being our friend on Friends of the Friends. Can I come back and do a proper one next time? Get, do you want to do the second half, the other <laughs> Bruce Willis one? And I've never actually watched the final episode, I realised whilst watching this. What, You've the final never episode seen of Friends? It? No. Never... I realised whilst thinking about this today, I've never seen the final episode. Do you know what happens? I could kind of guess, but... What would you guess? What, do Ross and Rachel actually get together in the end? You don't not? know. No. Oh, then you need you need to come back and do the final episode after you've watched it for the very first time because no one who comes on this podcast or has listened to this podcast will be in your situation of not having seen that. Agreed. Yeah, like I'll make some predictions beforehand of how how I think it will go based yeah. on my knowledge. Okay, that's Then good. we'll see if it actually subscribes to uh, how it actually happens. That's good. So the final episode of this podcast ever, I think, might be you watching the final well, episode. How many episodes were there all together? For the first time. Uh, Is it when you run out of episodes? To run out of friends. Okay. I'd say we're more likely to run out of one <laughs> than the other. <laughs> I'll leave that up to you to decide. Hey, just before we go, let's remind you of our first ever live show, Pete. Yes. Um, 9th of September. What time? Uh, in the afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> 1.30 p.m. 1.30 p.m. And it's vaguely quite near King's Cross. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have none of the details, do you? For more specific details, please go on Twitter, FriendsWF. It's all on there and it will be far more detailed than uh, I could be off the top of my head. But yeah, live exactly. show in London on the 9th of September. If you Google Friends with Friends King's Place, because that's the venue, King's Place by King's Cross Station, it'd be really nice to see you all there. Genu- I mean, genuinely now, it'd be really nice because otherwise it's going to be me. Oh, actually, do you know what's going to be nice, Pete? Me and you just being in the same room. I know, that doesn't happen very often. Doesn't happen. If, you, if you're if you a new listener, I'm in London with Gareth. Yeah. Uh, Pete's in Leeds. Up in we never Leeds. Do, we, we never do it in the same room. I'd actually say we've never, have we ever recorded a podcast in the same room, Pete? No, I don't think so. It's always been remote. Always been remote. The wonders of technology. All right, well, that'd be nice enough anyway. So if nobody else turns up, um, I think my parents are coming. So it'll be me, you, and Mike and Judith just having a chill out in King's Cross. I'm up for that'd that. That'd be nice, won't it? Um, 9th of September, one thirty. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.